Okay. I would never say anything bad about no. the artists. No. no. Themselves. They no. are absolutely fantastic. I'm totally entertained. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Nation, where we help guide you through the wonderful and complex world of cannabis by shedding light on your most burning questions and dankest desires. We are your hosts. I'm Nick. And I'm Susan. And this is episode 33. The State of the Union Address. Yes, it's going to be better than Biden's. Yes. (laughs) And it has been a while since we've done a breakdown on how legal cannabis, how the legal cannabis fight is going across the cannabis nation. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yes. And so here we go. Here we go. So. Thank you. Thank you. 21 states, including Washington, D.C., have fully legalized cannabis with Rhode Island, Missouri and Maine passing legislation laws just last year. Good job. Welcome to the show. Including those 21 legal states, we have 38 total states that have at least medical marijuana legalized. Yeah, we're on our way. We're almost there. There are six states still that are fully illegal with a weird caveat. Yeah. North Carolina and Nebraska, (laughs) while fully illegal, have decriminalized cannabis offenses. Which is great. Yeah. Yes, they've wisely decided to spend their law enforcement dollars on other more important things. I don't know what that would be, but I'm happy it's not, you know, incarcerating people for cannabis. Yeah. The libertarian agenda is working there for them, I guess. There you go. Uh, seven states only allow access to CBD oil, with many proposing crackdowns on intoxicating CBD derivatives like THC Delta 8. Yeah, which, you know, I get, you know. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I mean, anytime there's a loophole, you're gonna it's going to be followed by ways to squash that loophole. You so. betcha. Now, legal states, okay? Who's going to be legal soon? Well, welcome, Minnesota, Oklahoma, and Hawaii. These are likely to be the next states to legalize recreational cannabis with bills passing prerequisite votes to make it to their respective Senate floors. Oklahomans, or Toklahomans, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) They're not even all the way done and they've already got the coolest freaking thing nickname. This is great. They're voting on a ballot that is consisting only of marijuana legalization. So that's like the only thing on the freaking ballot. Okay. Which is shocking. Yeah. Seriously. Like that never happens. That a ballot has only one thing to vote on. Regardless of what it is. Yeah. Okay. Supporters of this ballot include a former police chief and they are pushing it as a way to free up cops times and resources and to devote them to more serious crimes. Good. Okay. Which I'm all behind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, great. Thank you. We're all safer when weed is legal. Hell yeah. We've been saying it a million billion times. Mm-hmm. And not just legal, but also you have to test stuff, you guys. There Regulate has to be regulations. Make it safe. Okay. This comes on the shoulders now. This comes on the shoulders of one of the strongest medical marijuana markets in the nation, okay? With low cost to land, now we're talking about Oklahoma now, with low cost to land, power, water, and materials, no limit on licenses, hello. Mm-hmm. Talk about a free market. Oh my gosh, and fairly uh, lax requirements for obtaining a medical marijuana card. Mm-hmm. Okay, so more customer base. It has become one of the biggest green rushes we've seen. Yeah. Fabulous. 
Oklahoma's where the weed comes rolling down the... Okay, we'll see if they can keep up their steam with legalization. Already we're behind the nickname. Yep, well, I have a pitch. Okay. So if they're Toklahomans, yeah. can we be Washingtonians? Oh my god, Nick! Oh my god, you're a Thank genius. you. I just came up with that. I just Weed came Stonians. up That's not written, guys. Okay, I want t-shirts and hoodies, you guys. We yep. are making this happen, Okay. We Estonians <laughs> love you. Okay, now, Maryland, Missouri, and Rhode and Rhode Island are the newest states to arrive at the legalization station. Welcome. Hello. Kids. A warm welcome. Yay! You made it. Yes, and there's a bud boom in Missouri. Ooh. The show me state is showing us all. all right. Holy shit, Tarzan! Missouri residents may be. The most cannabis hungry in the country, you guys. Wow. Yeah, listen. Missouri passed cannabis legalization legislation in November of 2022. Okay? So just, you know. Scant, Two months ago. Scant months ago. And was one of the fastest to have cannabis available for recreational customers opening their doors on February 3rd of this year. That's 2023. Okay. That's amazing because most states, it's taken almost like two years. Dude, that's in four months they had this done. Less. Impressive. Wow. They also had the third most sales of recreational cannabis of any state in their first month, you guys. They surpassed California. Okay. They were surpassed by California. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Surpa- oh, that yeah, surpassed only by California and Arizona. That's right. That's sixteen dollars and sixty eight cents per person in Missouri. Okay, while the Californian residents spent eight dollars and fifty four cents per person. Okay, now remember, California is a much larger population yeah. than. I'm sorry. Yeah. Missouri. So, so yeah, the Missouri? per capita yeah. spending was almost double that of California. Um, astonishing. Which is known as one of the most weed-friendly states, you know? I know. And California is also, I'd like to add, like the 10th biggest economy on the planet. Yeah. Okay, so the fact that Missouri... Seriously. Was just right there. Just underneath them. That is awesome, you guys. Now, I do want to add that Arizonans are at $15.09 per person. So they're pretty hungry, too, but... Well, just just show what... um, I'm sorry, retired discretionary cash. We'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on to some of the issues that have shown up for legal cannabis across our nation. Mm-hmm. First of all, we are dealing with some not so legal pot shops in New York. This is mind blowing. Yeah. New York State opened the doors of its first 36 legal cannabis dispensaries in December of 2022, with plans to open 139 more. Uh Uh-huh. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say their battle right now is against an estimated 1,400 unlicensed Mm -hmm. cannabis stores operating in New York City alone. Alone. They're going to open like 170 stores total, and there are 1,400 unlicensed That's, illegal cannabis yep. stores essentially in, in the city of new york alone. alone state officials are demanding landlords renting to the unlicensed businesses to evict them or face legal consequences so what yourself yeah 
an insanely tall order when you're uh, issuing only 175 licenses in no. the entire state. Those guys down there, they're selling Piroshkis. It's fine. It is. I can't even imagine the uphill battle that that's going to be for enforcement. Okay. I just want to say, this is what I was going to say. I wanted you to just give the numbers because you've got... In the whole state, they're they're issuing like you know like a hundred and seventy one or seventy five total, yeah. right? From the math here, yeah. And in one of its one of its boroughs alone, probably has that. Oh yeah, in or New more. York City alone, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're gonna, and this is what I don't understand about these states. You make these laws and you make it available, right? And then you say you can have this many producers, which you mm-hmm. have this much canopy, which this is how much you can grow legally, right? And then you're only going to give, you know, like, there's only going to be three candy stores and well, there's going to be, yeah. you know, 300, you know, candy or 3,000 candy producers. And you're going to have all these customers and there's just this does, this number makes no sense yeah it definitely doesn't it's it's wild because you know when you were talking about legalization as a form of combating the black market you have to beat the black market you have you have to know how how many players in the market that's how why many... we, you know that's why we're talking about Oklahoma over right. here because they didn't limit the number of licenses no. which is one of the smarter things to do if you're going to actually combat the black market yeah because there's no limit of dealer licenses on the black market okay right you know i'm sorry anybody yeah yeah. so so if you're going to truly combat it you really need to either make it a big number or compete with the market yeah exactly (laughs) you're not a competitor at 175 and that's what makes me think oh that's right it's still a mob run yeah yeah, and you I mean, know, no offense to the mob. None. Well, it's a, that's a perfect You've segue into the next <laughs> section here because yeah. we're talking about uh, struggles that pretty much all of the legal states at this point are facing. Yeah. So many legal cannabis markets are suffering because of ignorant and greedy lawmakers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Overtaxation and limitation of retail licenses yes. are truly hurting many legal states' fights to kill the black market. That's exactly what we're talking mm-hmm. about. California, in particular, saw 95% <sighs> of cultivators operating at a loss in 2021. Nobody runs a business to operate at a loss. 95%. And this is <sighs> years after legalization. You know, maybe in the first year you could have a higher number, but... But this is years with their doors open. Okay. The limitation of retail licenses has created a race to the bottom for producers to even get their products on shelves in a store. Yes. Nearly two-thirds of municipalities have refused to allow cannabis stores, and the remaining third are only allowed their predetermined allotment. Mm -hmm. So so it's not like the remaining third can just open up more stores to make up for it. Right. They can still only... That's the, take their allotment for that, that they made. That, yes, that exactly. area. Yes. When the state legalized, they made this allotment, you know, under the assumption that, okay, well, we have to pretend like everybody's going to accept it. Right. This is how many we give. Right. But then only a third are allowed. Mm-hmm. Right. So this uh, severely limits access, competition, and shelf space. And that's just, and this is just California. Right. Or, 
uh, this isn't, excuse me, just California that has this problem. Oh, right. In Washington state, a new law has been proposed to raise taxes on products based on THC content. So ridiculous. Washington already has the highest marijuana excise tax at 37%, with the next closest coming in at 21% Virginia. And I will just say, it's like taxing... that tomato is redder than that tomato, so mm-hmm. that ta- that tomato has a higher tax. Exactly. Same it's thing. insane. Yeah. This huge tax rate has led many legal cannabis producers to operate a portion of their business on the black or gray markets mm. to be able to afford yeah. to keep their doors open. Yeah. One solution that multiple states have proposed is to open up interstate commerce, allowing states with an <sighs> overabundance of cannabis to sell to other markets to relieve the burden. Sure, would make sense. However, even with local legislation passed to allow it, yeah. it will not be possible until there is change in federal laws. Yeah. The true answer is to open up licensing and reduce taxes to make it a fair playing field. That's it. Yep. And, and the taxes are killing us. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they want to raise the taxes... For more THC or or limit licensing. Yeah. I mean, it makes me wonder, you guys, here's another follow the money episode. Why? Well, so you have a couple possibilities here. One, it's that, you know, in states where the law is voted for by the people to pass it, Uh um, they create these insanely strong limits to intentionally kill the legal market. They don't. The lawmakers don't want it to succeed even though the people want it right. so they they intentionally enforce these crazy limitations so that you know there can't be a bustling cannabis market which makes no sense because the more money we make the more money they make they don't make anything on the black market it's you know? all posturing and yeah. just just weird party politics that i don't understand i mean even even today like you know you look at um cannabis is a bipartisan issue at this point when it comes to the voters sure absolutely there is a majority of republicans and democrats that support the legalization of cannabis uh when you're talking about voters yeah not necessarily true when you're talking about the people that represent those voters though well you know yeah and their corporate masters exactly just saying it you know, exactly. I'm just and, saying it. And, you know, there there have been, you know, some some states that aren't following this. Like we talked about Oklahoma it created basically no limit on um, on licensing for medical. Right. Um, we have, you know, some of the newer states, for example, you know, we have the biggest cannabis boom on record in Missouri. Missouri. Missouri <laughs> yeah. Missouri instituted a six percent cannabis tax rate. Smart. A 6%. That's why it's so huge. They also just used the framework of their already existing medical system and just made ah. the open that up to the public. See, and that was smart. Yeah. That's why they did it so fast. So yeah. states are learning. Yeah. States are definitely Especially learning. Especially when they look at us in California and go, oh my God, I don't want that to be mm-hmm. us. Because that's a nightmare. Yeah. So the problems that we really see are in a lot of, I mean, New York's doing some stupid shit. Oh my God. But in a lot of these legacy states that have been, you know, legal for a long time that set these laws, for example, Washington with its huge tax rate, California with its, you know, crazy limited uh, amount of stores. uh, These are like legacy issues. And we're seeing that it's way harder to lobby and change these laws after they've already been enacted. Sure. You know, it's taking way more time and way more effort to do this because it's like, oh, well, well this is and the I've always said this too. Once you start a money wheel, right? Yeah. 
forever your life will it dictate because you don't just stop a money wheel Mm -hmm. it has to grind to a halt and kill many people along the way yeah i'm sorry but that's just how it is totally and now speaking of money uh, speaking of money wheels and legislation and Wow. Well, don't mess with Texas. Nope. Okay, we're going to start talking about states that are where it's currently illegal. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, there there is none of this, you know, juggernaut created. We're just not doing it. So, yeah. don't mess with Texas. This state alone reported more than 21,000 arrests last year, making it responsible for 12% of the nation's total are those cannabis specific? Those are cannabis specific. Wow. Okay. Uh, New York and New Jersey were steadily the second and third highest contributor to the nation's total up until 2021, when both states legalized recreational marijuana and had subsequent drops in reported counts of arrests. Yeah. Okay. They both reported more than 19,000 arrests and 20,000 alone. And only reported 783 combined in 2021. Yeah. I mean, you know, that makes sense because it was legalized before, you know, and it wasn't before. But still going from, you know, 19,000 people in jail being processed, you know, funds going to this, you know, it it costs money to house a prisoner. Right. um, In 2020 to 783, you know, just just look at the amount of not only time, resources, bodies right. that hit that has uh, opened up for the law enforcement to hopefully do better things with. <laughs> hopefully you know I mean, we can always hope we can always maybe hope. we'll find that car maybe we'll find seriously i mean like maybe some stuff will, that we've had stolen from us will be found there you go you know i don't know maybe some you know other avenues might be pursued mm-hmm. of crimes that have lingered. So, yeah. okay, now, now that, okay, now 2022, 2020, excuse me, that year, Tennessee and North Carolina moved into second and third place, respectively, as the highest contributor to the nation's total arrest count. So, yep, it's, okay. it's just going down the line as right. legalization happens. You know, you got Tennessee and North Carolina there in second and third place, which are, they can't even be anywhere close to second and third place as far as population right. goes. Right, exactly. You know, so, so we have all these massive amounts of arrests coming right. from states just because it's illegal. It's, not because of the population density, no. not even probably because of the actual total crime rate either. Just right. because it's easy for cops to arrest people for cannabis. And can I say this too, and I, I hate to say this, but when you consider the... The culture of the region, yeah, and the population of yeah. the region as well, that you can see how these numbers exist. And you know how the prejudice does exist. Oh, totally. Right. It, there's just no denying it. Yeah. Now, don't t- count on any legalization moves from the Carolinas anytime soon. Okay. North Carolina is still kicking the medical legalization can back and forth between its prospective legislative houses. So that's the update there. And speaking of not messing with Texas, oh my God, you guys, when I read this, it blew my mind. According to an article in Forbes, Democratic State Representative Jessica Gonzalez of Dallas has introduced a bill that would, wait for it, sit down. 
that would allow counties and municipalities to legalize recreational marijuana at the local level. So, like, what Nick and I were just talking about, Mm -hmm. the fucking mess that we are on a state level, can you imagine? Imagine each... Okay, so so let me put this into perspective for you. So imagine, you know, how every state has to create its own laws, has to create its own enforcement uh, um, organization um, and and, and how to do it. Regulation, taxation. Now, take that from a state dealing with that to a city. Now, an individual city or town and county has has to create their own ways of taxing, regulating and uh, uh enforcing their yeah. laws that's and and you got to remember if it's county and municipality like where does the county and where does the municipality begin in this yeah. legalization dance like who has supremacy who writes that's going to be something that's talked about yeah and it's texas so nobody's messing with anybody and they're all messing with each other jesus christ and if this passes if we oh like God. imagine the next time we have to do a state of the union where oh we talk about God. okay who's legal who's illegal who's right. decriminalized who's medical and then there's texas which <laughs> um they're not legal but no. they're not illegal. illegal and you're still allowed to carry a gun wherever the heck you go <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's going to be next thing. We're going to be breaking down the neighborhoods of Texas where it's legal and illegal. It's like some really, it's like the worst idea I've had. You guys, the the measure is it's house bill 1937. Mm -hmm. Remember the tax act of 1937 that started all this stuff to begin with. Yep. That's when it originally became illegal in the U S you guys, the, Okay, now measure House Bill 1937 directs Texas, the Texas Commission of Licensing and Regulation to adopt all necessarily necessary rules for the administration and enforcement of the bill, including licensing, regulating, test standards, and transportation. Okay, so you're this like the DMV. <laughs> Right? Yeah, well you're you're you know what I mean? you're putting a hat on a hat here because okay. you have the Texas this Texas Commission of Licensing and Regulating that has to create these umbrella these umbrellas for um enforcement, licensing, regulation yeah. and testing standards and yeah. transportation that yeah. that and then the individual uh individual municipalities that do legalize will create their own licensing, regulation, oh, testing there and transportation. You go. Oh. And they just have to fit under that. So it's 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 regulation upon regulation, regulation, which as as Texas, a red state doesn't think, like either though. No, any of those no, things. you want a small government, <laughs> and you're you're I guess you're, you're creating this huge mm-hmm. juggernaut. You're putting you're putting a huge job in the hands of the smallest portion of the government. You know what? And let them. Ha- you know what? Maybe that would be a very good cautionary tale if if that's what happens and we all get to see what that exactly looks like, mm-hmm. right? We get to see that little experiment and go, oh God, yeah. <laughs> well, we're already oh, doing God. we're already doing that about states. We're right? already going, oh God. But no, you know how people talk about right the yeah. local, like you know, okay, all right, mm-hmm. here we go. Yeah, this is why. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just it, saying. 
there is going to be some interesting laws that come out of that if that oh, comes forward. If that comes forward. We're talking about the imagine. crazy laws that we're seeing being made at state level. Yeah. Imagine, you oh, know. Each of, this is, it's a show and yeah. I'd love to watch it. Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> juicy. But yes, absolutely crazy. Well, let's take it. You yeah. know, Texas is big, but the country's but, bigger. Let's go up to federal news here. Yeah, let's go from the micro yeah, to, to the, the macro. macro, yes. In 2022, the Medical Marijuana and Cannabidiol Research Expansion Act was signed into law. I had no idea. I know, I know. This actually passed over under my radar, I too. I had no idea. Uh, the act requires the Drug Enforcement Administration to register researchers and suppliers of cannabis for medical research in a timely manner, who will then be able to legally manufacture, distribute, dispense, and possess the substance. What? It also creates a mechanism for FDA approval of drugs derived from the cannabis plant and protects doctors who may now discuss the harms and benefits of using cannabis and cannabis derivatives. Well, that's good. It also requires the Department of Health and Human Services to investigate the medical utility of cannabis and barriers that exist to conducting research. Hmm. And requires Hmm. the Attorney General to conduct an annual review to ensure that the cannabis is being adequately produced for research purposes. Wow. Yeah. The attorney general is going to be responsible for... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a cool thing. We're opening up to, uh, you know, uh, more more testing, more research. Um, it it creates a, uh, a legally binding requirement to make sure that there is enough cannabis available for research. Um, yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, also, the big thing, too, is uh, uh, protects doctors who may now discuss the harms Thank and benefits God. of using cannabis and cannabis derivatives. Thank God. They, yes. Um, so that's that's a really cool thing because now, you know, in legal states, for example, you know, um, in Washington state currently to get a medical marijuana card, yeah. it technically needs to come from your um, primary Pro- care provider. provider. Uh, so your main doctor that yep. you see. Yeah. Um, and a lot of doctors just refuse to do it regardless do it. of their opinions That's because right. of the legal climate around it. That's and they correct. are worried of, of losing their licenses Absolutely. Yeah, to practice medicine, sure. especially when you not only have the fear of the federal looming prosecu- prosecution possibility, yeah. um, but also you might just get fired from your specific you know, hospital or uh, medical uh, company that you work for because that company has a rule against it because they're afraid of... uh, It limits your pool. Yeah, exactly. And when you're a doctor and you spend all that time and money and energy, oh my God, you don't want your pool limited, that's for sure. Yeah, so we're going to see more research come out, um, which is cool. Uh, It's very good, you know. I mean, there, there has been... You know, there's there is a lot of research out there at right. this point. There there already is a lot, and I am happy that they're opening it up to make it so that um, there is access for researchers. But, um, you know, if they're not even willing to recognize the research that's already there, I I, I my uh, pessimistic Confidence brain is, not. <laughs> is like, well, I mean, they could produce a million <laughs> studies, and if you know the oh, the politicians yeah. don't read them. Right and take them take them into account. You know, I mean, we have we're there. We're at a war on science right now politically. Well, that's um, why I'm kind of confused that the attorney general's office 
is the one that's going to be in charge of the annual review to ensure that cannabis is adequately produced for research purposes. So is that going to be up to the attorney general's office to determine what is adequate? You know, I don't know. I mean, it it would be... uh, Because again, the attorney general's office is not a science body. No, it's not. It's a political... I mean, you know, it is one of the... The attorney general is appointed by the president. Yeah. Just saying. No, I, I, I completely agree. And I think that... Unless the law specifically has parameters on what, uh, quote unquote, being adequately produced for research purposes means, then once again, could be in a sticky situation. Well, yeah. And it's, you know, and again, it's a presidential appointed thing. It's not not a scientific Mm -hmm. body. So that's why I'm like, yeah, depending on who's president and who they choose. Yeah. It's weird they gave it to the attorney general's office and not like the Food and Drug Administration or something like that. You know, the FDA. I'm just surprised by that. Yeah. Well, okay. Moving from that, remember, or speaking of presidents, okay, so remember last October and President Biden, when President Biden issued a proclamation granting a pardon to people who have committed cannabis possession offenses under federal law in Washington, D.C.? Remember that? Remember he said how great he was? Well, while the relief was automatic, cannabis advocates have pushed officials to provide an application that people can use to obtain certificates to prove that they're their prior convictions have been overturned, which would make it easier for them to obtain things like, you know, jobs, housing. Great. Okay. Little things. Okay? Great. Right. Yeah. Keep in mind, the pardon is only available for, for, for possession, not sales and distribution charges. Okay. Oof. Also only federal and not state charges apply. Okay, so Oof. this is a kind of a you know I I'm, I'm anybody who's out of jail for this is I'm all behind. Yeah, it's just unfortunate that, that they they narrowed it down so correct. much because anybody who's getting federal charges for possession, I mean we don't even know. I mean does that include the intent intent, <laughs> intent to sell? Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, um, and so that'd be severely limiting. I mean, yeah, exactly. So. There was um, a notice to set up uh, a notice set up to be published in the Federal Register from the Office of Pardon Attorney under the Department of Justice describes a new form and the information it requests from applicants. Okay, so there was notice was published. Okay, they this is what it says, what part of it says. Uh, the application asks applicants to confirm. The petitioner is a U.S. citizen or a lawful permanent resident who is lawfully in the country at the time of the marijuana offense and or an alien registration or citizenship number of a lawful permanent resident or naturalized citizen applicant or, okay, information regarding on the specific court in which the applicant was charged or convicted and the date of said conviction conviction if any uh, information regarding the applicant's race, gender, and ethnicity, identifying information um, regarding the applicant's date of place of birth and the documentation of the applicant's charge or convictions. So I just think, like, who the fuck cares? Yeah, I mean, like... What's the... I don't... The... Like your race, your gender, and your ethnicity. Especially those are the ones that stuck out to me too. Is that like, uh, like you know, my fear 
which isn't unfounded, is yeah. that you know which ones get get uh, pushed through, yeah. yeah, preferential treatment, yeah. you know, get um, their their certification first or their whatever, you know what I mean? And this was the other thing that I thought was kind of bullshit. Okay, it does shouldn't matter what citizen you're a country. What if I'm here as a tourist? Yeah. So I'm not gonna be a U.S. citizen or lawful uh, permanent resident. Right, who's lawfully in the country, right? I'm not yeah. an alien registered or a citizen with a citizenship number or, yeah. you know, I'm, what? I, I'm over here from France, yeah. you know, or Canada, what? Well, and, you know, even bigger, it's, um, it's, it's, you know, another way to keep illegal immigrants that, you know, locked up and abused. Um, oh, it's awful. It's really, it's really... You know, there's no reason to exclude anybody. Anybody. In this when you're talking about it, you know. Were it, you arrested for possession? Yeah. That's it. And and is that now the null and void? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Because that, like that's just, uh, yeah. It's it's it sucks. Yeah. It's it's a good it's a great start, Ugh. but the caveats that they put on okay. there just really suck. It's it just. You know what? It just made it just set my spidey's t- yeah. senses tingling on the. Ooh, I didn't like this. It was yep. creepy. Yeah. Now, according to the notice, this information will be used to process pardon certificates, and quote may also be used to provide statistical analysis of the demographics of pardon recipients and applicants. End quote. Mm. Bullshit. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, you know what? <laughs> well, go, you know, go screw yourself. We already know that people who aren't white are targeted at an Duh. extremely unfair yeah. rate. Like, I mean, I... Yeah, we know that. Okay. And white, the certificate doesn't... I, I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. So if we didn't apply for this certificate, that information wouldn't be available? That's bullshit. Yeah. Okay, so... um. Now, the pardon's attorney office says it estimates that at least 20,000 applicants may apply. So that's the people that are avail- this is available to for certificates using this new form once it receives final approval from the White House Office of Management and Budget. So we're waiting on the executive branch. Did you get this? We're waiting for the executive branch to put together... Right to 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 sign off on this deal, okay? Why, to get the why, final approval. Why do the money guys have? Why are they the ones in charge of of the final? Oh, approval? this is such a good. Why question. is it the money guys? Such a good question. Should it not be the attorney general? <laughs> I know it right. Cue the music. Yeah. <laughs> And maybe the office, White House Office of Management and Budget should be making sure we have enough. I don't know. I don't know. Isn't that crazy? I know. It's like a flip-flop, right? Isn't that nuts? Now, as of this moment, we are waiting for the White House, the one who started this whole thing, to draft said application. Okay. Pardon attorney Elizabeth Oyer said in December that the online application would be posted, quote, end quote, very soon. We won't hold our breath. So this was a um, uh, executive order. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that makes sense why it's all being in the White House because of yeah. the executive orders. Should have had it done already. Yeah. Should have, you made the C once again? Like I said, he's a schmuck. 
Mm -hmm. He stands up there and says, I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. And the thing that, like, he was responsible for. Yeah. Like, the the reason why this exists in the first place, why these people are in jail, is partly Joe Biden. Yeah, he he had a huge hand in the hard-on crime shit that that put so many people in. Yeah, mandatory, um, sentencing, all that stuff, right? That's Joe. So he's why, and he's acting like he's this, Sa- you know, yeah, yeah this angel coming yeah. down and, From and saving all these cannabis people. And it's yeah. like, oh, dude, you, you, you gotta at least like, yeah, at least say my bad. Yeah. Let me at least get a my bad. Yeah, that was on me. And twenty thousand is a drop in a bucket, and I know that, and I'm gonna do better. No, mm. no, 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 no. We go up there like we're savior, and then we don't even do the follow up on the paperwork, so these people can go on with their lives. Exactly, and and fucking and, ridiculous. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> And then you're probably going to end up racially profiling them anyway. Right. (laughs) Because you, that's built into the certificate. Never mind. Yeah, because you're just a legacy politician and you're rotten to the core like the rest of them. And and speaking, and now speaking of another wheel in turn. Yes. So we have an update on the Safe Banking Act, which we have talked about quite a few times. Quite a few times because we really thought we were going to get it. But just in case you're tuning in for the first time or it's been so long since we talked about it that you've forgotten. The Safe Banking Act is a proposed legislation aimed at allowing banks to do business with cannabis companies operating legally. Meow. That's my clock. That's your clock? That's my clock. You have a cat clock. I have a cat clock. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I looked up and I was like, your cat's mouth is not moving. It's <laughs> my cat clock. Your cat clock is amazing. Thank you. The Safe Banking Act is a proposed legislation aimed at allowing banks to do business with cannabis companies operating legally within states that have legalized marijuana. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. That's it right. It makes sense because mm-hmm. it makes sense. You yep. see? Even though cannabis is legal in some states, traditional yeah. financial institutions do not facilitate cannabis-related transactions due to it still being federally illegal. Yes. The passing of this act would prohibit federal regulators from punishing financial and financial institutions for providing services to cannabis companies, mm-hmm. their owners, and employees. See, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would also clarify that funds obtained from state-regulated and compliant cannabis businesses would not be considered as proceeds from illegal activity and provide protection against federal liability for banks, yeah. insurers, and other financial institutions that work with such companies. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. All this sounds great. So great. So what happened to prevent the supposed Democratic-controlled House and executive branches that promised to work on common, common sense cannabis legalization legislation, you ask? I don't know. Well, apparently it was a, a uh, time maintenance issue. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Are you fucking... The millions and billions of dollars that could have been generated because mm-hmm. uh, you didn't have time? Yeah. You see, a uh, according to a Forbes article, mm. in 2022, the Safe Ag- uh, Banking Act was close to being voted on mm-hmm. in the Senate, but ultimately did not pass oh. during the lame duck session. Okay. The bill had already passed seven, seven times, times in the House, but the Senate once again did Didn't not give it a vote. The limited time available during the lame duck session where must-pass bills such as the National mm-hmm. Defense Authorization Act... NDAA and the fiscal 2023 appropriations wow. bill were prioritized that prevented the safe banking act from being passed as a standalone bill or as a rider on All one of those, those bills, bills. Mm. 
Despite the efforts of supporters, the bill did not make it to the Senate floor due to a lack of time oh and competing priorities, quote-unquote. This is just ridiculous, you guys. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's uh, it's so passable. It's I, so passable. It should have been done. Should have been done and done. Because, again, we're not saying that y- y- that we're legalizing here. We're just making it that you guys could use credit cards at the dispensaries. We're just trying to pull a Texas and okay. say, hey, <laughs> it's okay that you guys decided you wanted to legalize, you little ones, you know? That's what, you know? <laughs> just, like, let us, let us, yeah. let us compete in the fiscal market yeah. like any other business like you any know? other business and you guys will make money see that's mm-hmm. what i don't understand mm-hmm. you would think that even their corporate masters would be like you gotta get this done yeah i mean you're, you know? you're talking you're talking more transactions you're talking more loans yeah. you're talking more interest payments um, you're talking you know and and more tracing as to where the actual money's yeah. going you know yeah. which means more taxes being collected yeah. and like, less opportunity for you know money to end up in the wrong hands exactly you know or you know businesses to outsource their their uh their products to illegal markets i'm just saying it's it, it really it really is i mean disheartening that we didn't have time mm-hmm. i mean i mean disheartening. when you're talking about passing uh you know common sense cannabis yes. laws like this couldn't this couldn't be more common there could there isn't a more common sense cannabis law you know ever when i'm talking from a bipartisan yeah. Standpoint, you know, I think that marijuana legalization is a common sense cannabis law, but But that's our opinion. But Mm -hmm. when you're talking about money and you know, they love their money wheels, I'm Mm -hmm. just surprised. Yeah. And, and the more act was along that line too. I'm just surprised. Yeah. You know that, well, the more act was more than the safe baking act for sure, but I'm just surprised that they didn't even allow again they didn't hit the floor. Banks to make more money, yeah. which is shocking considering where we are right now. Talking about the state of the nation. Right? Seriously, with banks okay. fucking, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know. I, I, I'm not saying we'd be the saviors of that, but we could have definitely helped. We're going through what, like the fourth once Bailout? in a lifetime financial yeah. crisis? Yeah. In, that, in, in our lifetime? lifetime? Yeah. <laughs> in our lifetime. Like, I think I've got you beat by one more. Yeah, I don't know. You, you, might, you might have another one under the belt there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my God, I mean, like. <laughs> yeah. State of the nation. I don't even know what to say. I know. It's the I don't state even of know the what nation. to say about you it. Guys... It's, it's just like more proof that regulation in general is important. Yeah. And, you know, I know that we've been making the arguments to lower taxes and open up licensing. That doesn't mean less regulation. No, Like, no. Re- regulations ensure that things, things are done right. And people are protected. Yes. And, you know, money isn't, you know, these bailouts aren't being issued just for that money to go straight into the pockets of CEOs who drove their business into the, the fucking ground. ground on purpose, and then we'll just bounce to a new one as a CEO. I mean, it's uh, insane, crazy. So when you want to talk about the state of the union, and we wanted to have this conversation, yeah, the state of the union in in cannabis reflects the state of the union. I think for everything else, yeah, that yeah, we're in, all in many ways, this this on both sides of the aisle. 
I think yeah. all constituents of all kinds of different uh, political affiliations yep. are frustrated with these things that we see that should just be common sense and we should just have this done. Like, it's like housekeeping. Yeah. You know what I mean? These are housekeeping bills. Like, we do our dishes. We yep. do, you know, like, that we're so broken that we didn't even have time for this. And now we're doing another bank bailout. Yeah. And all the other things that, you know, that we all could talk about. The State of the Union is we need more common sense and, in all and, aspects. You know, I, I, the one thing I want to add to that is that is out with the old and with the new. Oh, yes. Like, like we really, yes. and I mean that on so many different levels, so many but levels. like, you know, even in just our, uh, our episode here, we're talking about how a lot of these newer states, not all of them, but a lot of these newer states have, yeah. are learning yeah. from the mistakes of other states. states. That, yeah. Of other states. And yeah. they're, they're creating except these Texas. new laws that are, are much more successful so far. So far, except Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just, Texas it's, takes, everything's a little different. Different a taste. little different. <laughs> um, but we love you, Texas. Yeah, yeah, and and you know we're talking about you know Joe Biden being the person who created all these negative yeah. laws for that that ended up uh, affecting cannabis users so fucking heavily. Yeah, and then doing these little band aid fixes yeah. that that are just gonna like you know nothing. Do, nothing. They are nothing. Like I mean, I am excited for, for those the people. people. Yes. I am excited for those individuals, yes. but on the grand scheme of the damage that has been done by, by cannabis prohibition, drop in the bucket. Nowhere, Sorry, nowhere. Guys. That's nothing. Yeah. So it, it, you know, it, it is just another another lesson on another lesson on another lesson. Yeah. That we need some freshness in our government. Okay, and if I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish with this, you guys. Once again, and I've you've heard me say this a million times. Vote. Know mm-hmm. who you're voting for and don't think it doesn't matter. And if you think it doesn't matter, go out in the streets, do your due diligence, write your letters. And I'm telling you what, if we all do things, maybe Texas is right, on the local level, on the, you know, mm-hmm. we can get things done. Yes. So. And, thank- and you know, just like, it, you know, I, I'm stretching this out a little bit, but. The other thing is, as somebody who, you know, that's that's where I'm at is I, you know, I I make my votes. I I support the things that I care about. It can feel frustrating and it can feel defeating when despite your best efforts, it seems like nothing good's happening. Yeah. But that's like, you know, that is where we have to come from. Okay. That's... Remember our last episode, we talked about Jack Herrera, mm-hmm. who him and his buddy said that they were going to like, until they were 84, 84 or whatever. Or dead. Yeah. Or dead. And neither one of them got to see the promised land yeah. like Moses, you know, he got him there, but he didn't get to see it. Yeah. That might, you know, think about where we are now. Thanks to guys like Jack who never got mm-hmm. to see it. So we're... your work matters yes. and your votes matter. Yes. And thanks for listening to cannabis nation. We hope this has helped shed light on your most burning questions and dankest desires. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at cannabis nation podcast. This is Susan and Nick. And Oh, yeah. Keep those cards and letters coming.